Welcome to the ProCom Podcast, hosted by Paul Vogels, with expert guest interviews, case study reviews, and insightful discussion topics. The ProCom Podcast leads the Project Controls conversation. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a new episode of the ProCon Podcast. Today we are launching a new series and as you all know or might remember, uh, we did some software specials, we did some use cases and we're still looking for new use cases. So please, if you want to tell me something about your project or around your use case, please reach out uh, to us. And the final track is uh, education. We uh, we did some, uh, some educational tracks and the new podcast we are launching or the new team we're launching is around integral project management systems and um uh, there is a big blog series on the on the internet site blog.primanet.com around an integral planning management system around an integral project management system called OPC Oracle Primavera Cloud. And in this series, we're going to talk you through some of these blogs with some additional information and some additional assets and content around this uh, this topic. Um, and we're going to do it a little bit backwards or random more randomly than uh, than in the blog series. Uh, and today. We're going to start on how OPC can help you uh, to reduce well, delays and scope creeps and financial penalties and risks, etc. Uh, and in the next series, we're going to talk about the timing, uh, how it can reduce manual project involvement and save you some time uh, in order to deliver more success on uh, on the project, in order to deliver more project insight, um, and how you can reduce these uh, well constraints uh, around this. Um, and finally, uh, we're also going to talk about the, the planning principles, the planning optimization, all these kinds of topics we're going to uh, uh, answer in the next couple of uh, podcasts. Um, it's an audio only, uh, so you don't need to check the camera. Uh, I'm just here by myself in the Procon podcast studio. It's an audio only, but in the in the content you can uh, you can see more uh, so more information. So today we're going to talk about the blog, which is called "How OPC Helps You Reduce Project Delays, Scope Creep, and Financial Penalty Claims." And um, and first of all, I want to emphasize. It's not about the tool, it's about the people, it's about the process, and of course, the tool makes a very good facilitating function in this uh, in this um, triangle. Um, and I always like to recall the metaphor, eh? if you put me in a Formula One car, which is, I think, the, the fastest car um, uh, on, the, on the world, eh? no matter which brand it is, um, I am not going to be the world champion. It's about... Max Verstappen in this case, about the people, it's about the process, the team, the, the training he has been doing for the last 15 or 20 years. And of course, the tool facilitates Max in in his world championship. Uh, but it's not that if you buy the, the best planning management system or the best risk management system, that it all magically will, uh, will disappear. Um, if we're talking about project planning and scheduling, um, it's not a one-time thing. And that's the opening of the block series. It's a rhythm. It's a methodology you need to emphasize, you need to live in your project up to. The schedule, for example, and that's something, that's a product we say where all our knowledge areas uh, come together. Um, it's constantly in motion. Eh? Your time will delay. Your time will will be running when you um, when you face the project. Um, so there will also be a change 
constantly in your project, uh, no matter if it's if it's cope, when you open up a valve, you see the corrosion in your um, in your kettle, for example, or you see the corrosion in your uh, um, in your machine. Uh, that's a scope change. Um, when you want to build something along the process, you uh, you have some new insights. Uh, you make a request for change, so the scope will change, and this, of course, will affect some uh, unforeseen or maybe. Well, in in the Netherlands, we have we have a, th a theme called the foreseen unforeseen. Eh? I expect something new, but I know don't know what it's it's gonna be. Um, those activity will generate new scope, will generate um, uh, additional resource demands, will generate some new uh, risks, uh, etc., um, which will end up in something which will change the project. And the role of this project manager is to get all those um, well frogs in the wheelbarrow while you're moving uh, along with this wheelbarrow. Uh, and therefore, the project management needs to control and needs to have some insights in what is going to, uh, to happen. Um, if you look at the project planning and the project scheduling and risk management, um, they are very... Uh, uh, interlinked or there's a very strong relation. Eh? If you need to do more work in the same time frame, eh? because it's it's mandatory to finish before 31st of December or it's preferable that you finish before uh, the 1st of July, for example, with the road, eh? before all the traffic uh, uh, to the holiday season starts and that kinds of constraints. Um, if you do more work within the same time frame, you need more resources. If you um, if you have more resources, your cost will uh, be affected. Uh, if a risk occurs, or if there is a new risk, uh, uh, for example, with a change in uh, in the scope, um, you need to have countermeasures. You need to make actions, uh, and you have yeah, you have the need for a new plan at the end. Uh, the role of the planning engineer, of the scheduling engineer, is to to report on the status as is and to make some scenarios, how are we going to change? How are we going to um, make the rest of the project? And that's why you need to have not a one-time scheduling uh, exercise, but it needs to be a role within your project management team, within the PMO, within the um, within the planning department, for example, that every week or every two weeks, um, you look at the schedule, you um, import all the new uh, uh, progress, um, you make some new activities, you make some new scope, um, work packages, etc. And the planning engineer, the scheduling engineer, will make new scenarios for the project manager to steer his project because he needs to hire more people to be in time. He needs to spend a little bit more money on risk. He needs to spend a little more money on mitigations. Uh, that kind of scenarios, that kind of countermeasures uh, is something the project manager needs to decide uh, because he's the budget owner. Uh, he's talking to uh, to his stakeholders, to the environment, to the, to the, to the board level, for example. Uh, he needs to make the decision and the planning engineer, the document manager and the cost manager, etc., will give him the best set of information with some predictions or some scenarios to um, uh, to take actions uh, on. Um, if we look at all the aspects of uh, planning, for example, um, we like to talk about knowledge areas. And, and we'll talk about it a little bit further on in this uh, podcast. But the knowledge areas are well, mainly defined by PMI, Project Management Institute, and they go back to the basics, time, scope, and costs. 
but within this iron triangle or triple constraint, um, there is a very strong trend at the moment, last couple of years uh, going, uh, but it's getting stronger and stronger. Uh, for example, especially with, well, use cases like the evergreen got stuck in uh, in the channel, um, COVID uh, prevents people to travel easier. COVID takes a big chunk out of your staff at the moment. Well, these kind of things make, for example, the resource resources. Eh? And if we're talking about resources, we're talking about people, eh? labor forces. We're talking about material, um, which can be uh, concrete or it can be wood or it can be scaffolding, etc. And we're talking about machines, a crane, um, a dozer, uh, a shovel, whatever you want to uh, you want to plan on, and probably these are the critical uh, machines. Eh? So it's not your day-to-day uh, shovel which you can rent or buy at the uh, at the hardware shop, uh, but it's this specialized machine. It's the big machine. It's the the clunky machine, etc. So that's uh, that's something we are talking about when we're talking about um, uh, resources. Uh, and the fifth element we try to involve into the knowledge areas are um, uh, our risks. Uh, risk can be, of course, on a negative downside when something happens and you are getting a delay. Um, uh, uncertainties, eh? we don't know how how fast the concrete will dry, how, how long it takes uh, uh, for an activity. Uh, but of course, it can also be opportunities. Eh? We're always talking about claims and we're talking about penalties, etc. Uh, but there's also an opportunity uh, downside to, to it. And that's something we're seeing as well in the project management world, um, that from a risk perspective, there's also the positive risks, which we try to call an an opportunity. Um, if we look further, of course, it's the tool is one part of the equation. Oracle Primavera Cloud or Primavera P6, or, or and there are some different solutions, scheduling solutions like Microsoft and Dell Tech, etc. In the world, um, construction management solutions like well, PM Web or Hexagon, etc. Um, but it's not the biggest differentiator if a project succeeds or not. It's the it's the process, it's the integrality, if that's an English word, the integrality into the people, processes, and tools, but also within the process, for example, if you look at all the all the knowledge areas. Um, one thing for sure, a project will change in time, in scope, whatever. And so that's, uh, we can can stick our head into the sand uh, or, or try to hide from something but um yeah, at the end it will uh, it will be uh, it will be um it will be there it will rain no matter if we write it down or not it will rain we can we can calculate the probability uh, but at the end uh, it will rain um, but what an integral planning management solution will differentiate from other um, specialized scheduling solutions is this integrality. And so in OPC, risks, scheduling, activities, uh, costs, uh, processes are all integrated. The minute I change an activity in the, in the OPC schedule, then I can make a new calculation based on that schedule uh, without importing, exporting to other systems, uh, looking at synchronization, uh, which might be sometimes very good, but sometimes if you're looking at the at this core um, knowledge areas, we want to have a specialized tool. We like to call that T-shaped professionals, T-shaped uh, tools, uh, very broad. Eh? If, you, if you imagine a capital T, 
very broad in the top, eh? so the all five knowledge areas, and very specialized, very deep in some of them. And for example, scheduling a risk is one of the specializations within uh, within the Oracle suite. If you're talking about the Primavera suite, eh? it's 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 especially designed for construction and engineering, uh, corporate real estate, that kind of uh, kind of stuff. Um, uh, also in this blog, there's a very nice article, and and I try to uh, to have another example. Uh, I, I I I watched um, at a, at a, a conference about uh, um, it's the set set as a. SAID Business School, uh, and they reported on cost overruns, scheduling overruns in different types of projects. So you look at a very traditional uh, energy project, um, the average cost overrun is more than 30%. Six out of 10 projects will overrun, um, 38% will overrun in the, in the scheduling, for example. Uh, one other very, it's a very funny story, uh, of course. Um, the schedule overrun in an Olympics project from the last decades they uh, investigated is 0.0%. In all the Olympics in the last years, none of them got a schedule overrun. You can imagine, huh? you have never seen on television that uh, the, uh, the the Olympic flame uh, will be delayed by one day because the construction wasn't finished, for example. Um, but if you look, for example, on the cost overrun, it's 156 percent, um, which is the most of uh, all the all the seven industries they have looked into. Um, this means you can buy time. Uh, in that, that's a very short uh, cited, for example. But if you hire much, much more resources, of course, the efficiency will go down. But at the end, uh, if you hire enough resources, you will make it in uh, in time. Uh, and also in the Netherlands, we had this, um, uh, we had one of these um, examples. Uh, the building of the European Medicine Agency uh, was a tender which uh, has been asked on 99% probability in the tendering phase on time. Um, and they anticipated that the cost will be more um, higher uh, percentage wise relatively than on a traditional building block on a traditional office block. So you, hereby you see that the relation um, might be even exponential between time and cost because um, a dam, uh, for example, or a rail or something else is less cost overrun than uh, uh, than the Olympics. Uh, and the But the, the percentage of the schedule overrun was much higher. Eight out of 10 uh, roads were were over uh, over time uh, were over cost uh, six out of ten energy projects were uh, were over uh, costly um, only eight thirty eight percent was uh, the schedule overrun so with this triple constraint you can play let me let me try to put it that way you can play with okay if we want to be finished earlier then we need to spend more money and that's something which comes into another uh, topic that the claim culture, which is well, maybe in the US a little bit stronger than in the European continent right now, but you see that coming into these projects. So if you don't want to 
be late and get penalized by that, you might want to spend a little bit more money, but less money than the penalty, on additional resources or backup cranes or stronger cranes or whatever to make up a little bit of the time you have been delaying. And then on a financial part, have a positive business case. So if the penalty is, let's say, 100,000 euros, which is not uncommon in an infrastructure project, and you need to spend 30,000 more on labor cost to uh, actually finish in time, well, every CFO will decide for the 30,000 euros because in total you will save or not spend 70,000 euros. So that's something where the relationship in this iron triangle or the PM star, which we have seen um, is becoming more and more um, relevant. Uh, but also, for example, on the risk part, we see more and more counter measurements to avoid risks, to make advantage of the opportunity. So spending 20,000 euros on a, a tent to work in a dry condition might pay off uh, against the delay you will get if it's raining uh, cats and dogs and you can't work and will be penalized on the uh, on a finishing date. So that's something which we need to have in our mindset that, that project management is changing from just the schedule to the triangle to the PM star, which, which contains five uh, um, knowledge areas, for example. And be more integral because we need to work together. Eh? If you look in in a in a scheduling department, a scheduler doesn't get the information carried to him. He needs to be proactive. He needs to go out to the cost engineer. He needs to go out to the document manager, etc. Gather information. Ask the why, why, why question uh, to get the real answer. Um, that's something which is more in uh, in these systems. Uh, and one other example in this is, for example, lean scheduling, where the real core scheduler, the scheduling engineer. Um, makes the schedule on a, on, a, on a level three, for example, uh, which contains activities, uh, but doesn't do all the subtasks. Uh, but with lean, and with lean we mean um, sticky notes, uh, which is more the agile way of, uh, of planning, will be uh, delegated to the guys and girls who actually need to do a review, a draft review, a proposal, and, it, and, and an attachment, uh, uh, drawing up a, a, um, a 3D model, etc. cetera, uh, more on a task level, and if you do that in one solution, one integral solution, the scheduler sees the change, sees the impact of these uh, sticky notes, for example, and can make uh, make uh, the integration between uh, very granular uh, detailed tasks to a more high-level uh, schedule, to a more overall portfolio schedule, report to the project manager, portfolio manager, etc., and then have a clearer insight. Uh, because besides the intercorrelate, correlation between one project eh? so if i don't have the foundation ready in time i can't start putting up the wall uh, but also if one project finishes late and we need to crane for example like eh? let's get that back in project number a and if that's finished you can go to project number b if project a is late project b will start late Etc. And then you have this kind of a domino uh, domino uh, effect, um, and that's that's impacting the business. So what you see with with these roles like a scheduling engineer that it's more integrated uh, into the organization, into the businesses, uh, because he needs to talk to purchasing to get all these parts in time. He needs to talk to logistics to get all the machines out of time. Uh, to HR, how many people do we need to hire? Where are we going to get them from? Um, to the financial department, how 
how much money can we make um, a reservation for uh, a risk contingency, that kind of things. So the scheduling engineer role is, uh, is changing also very, uh, very important. Uh, and therefore, people, processes becomes even more important than it already was. So that's where we um, we, uh, we want to see. Um, this claim culture, eh, I, I mentioned it again, uh, is based on financial penalty penalties. Eh? If I start late because you did something wrong, I'm going to claim you, I'm going to sue you. Um, so therefore also what we see, and, and we'll talk about this in another uh, podcast, um, write down what you do. Huh? I, I had a colleague um, and he was married to one of um, uh, one, one, one top lawyer. Um, claims is not about who is right, uh, but who did the best documentation. That was uh, one of the lessons uh, he told me. Um, and that's still something which is very, very true, I think. So from start on, make this kind of culture, make this kind of process in your uh, in your department, in your, in your project. If we do something, we write it down, we schedule it. If we change something, uh, we uh, we write down why did we change it, what did we change, and what's the outcome. Um, so we can talk about this later, we can discuss this later. Okay, but we need to change this because X, Y, and Z. Um, and that's something which which needs to... You need to prepare it from day one huh? because if you are in a project with might take six months, 12 months, um, you can't go back. How was the status in February? Uh, but if you have a um, well cloud-enabled solution like OPC, for example, hey, you can roll back time. Huh? You can you can literally ask the system, how was the schedule three months ago? What was my risk register four months ago? What was the progress at uh, March 30, um, uh, 2019, for example, to build up a case, to build up the evidence for, well, whatever financial penalty or financial profitability you, you might have. Huh? Because if you open, open up the uh, refinery a day earlier, the refinery will earn 500, 600,000 US dollar more in that day you opened up earlier, um, what we see that the contractors will be um, getting an incentive for that, for example. So the bonus malus, we, we call it in the Netherlands, um, is becoming more and more uh, important in um, in these uh, in these environment. So uh, how to reduce project delays with OPC? Uh, that's a little bit where we are talking about uh, uh, today. Um, uh, we're talking in the in the program podcast about um, uh, people, processes, and tools. Um, so the way OPC helps you, it facilitates a place to to get all these processes in place, uh, to get all the information which is integrated in different knowledge areas. If you change the schedule. You will change the the cost um, ledger, for example. If a risk, uh, if you do a weather model, for example, and you can see what impact it has on the on the time, etc. Um, and that's what we like to call in the um, uh, in the in the industry. Uh, it's the project paradox. Uh, the chance of achieving a successful delivery is um, um, is the sum, or even more sometimes the sum of all the individual elements so uh, being on time being on budget well it's not it's not um it's not not evident uh but you need to uh, work uh, on this uh, by getting the right people in place with the right education for example to to, to talk about business processes uh, you you really need to hire an advisor on project controls business processes um to 
well, to make this this um, documentation formats, to make the the scheduling formats, to make the risk register. Uh, how do you calculate earned value management? These kind of things. If it's not already in your company, get this uh, information as soon as possible into your uh, into your company. Um, and that's why why so much organizations right now are looking into uh, into integrated planning um, uh, because it it really uh, helps you uh, to to rule this 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 um, project with well with one user interface with one process without switching importing exporting uh, excel to to sap to to microsoft project etc that's something um uh, yeah, which is which is really affecting your efficiency on on this. Um, so this one tool will will promote integral process, will uh, will help you on the integral planning, um, will connect project to project into portfolios, uh, but also in project it will uh, it will connect work packages to work packages, contractors to contractors, uh, relations to relations, activities, etc. Um, so all stakeholders can take a look at their speciality into their, um, well, subject matter experts can look into risks or in cost, etc. And the scheduling engineer or the, 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 the project controls consultant, and it's, it's becoming more a project controls exercise than it is a scheduling exercise these uh, these days um, can connect those dots to a uh, to a um, integral project management solution and, and even an integral insight into your uh, into into your project um, so that's a little bit on the um, uh, on the first part of uh, or one of the first part in this um, in this block series uh, how to reduce project delays scope crease penalty uh, claims um, uh, one of the next uh, podcasts, I'm going to talk about how to reduce the uh, the manual involvement, uh, save time. Right? So it's going to be a little bit more on scheduling and on planning. Uh, and later on, also, we're going to do planning principles. Uh, what do you need to do first? Um, and then optimization. Uh, how we, can you improve with, with buffer times, for example, or project capacity? Yeah? Because... Uh, your CEO needs to ask the question: Not can we remove people from the staff by by making um, uh, making it more efficient? Um, he really needs to focus on: Can we deliver more projects with the same crew with the same? Uh, because then your the, your EBIT, your profession um, uh, profit in your organization will uh, will rise. Um, and then uh, we are going to conclude with how to get buy-in. Uh, to motivate it a little bit internally uh, um, to all departments, uh, but also to your C-suite, eh? to your CEO, COO, and CFO. Eh? They need to... Um, your CFO is focused on having clear insight in your financial status. The board, eh? and there is not not a thing like a chief project officer as, as we speak right now. It's 2022. Um, it would be really good, I think, but for now, the CEO... COO from an operational point of view, and your CFO from a financial and maybe even an IT point of view, need to look at are we in control of our projects? If you are a contractor or a, a, a building supplier or you make bespoke machines or engineering to order or whatever uh, physical projects you are producing, you need to be in control because every every dollar, every euro you make, you make it in a project. You are not a production company to try to 
push out as many coke can coke cans as you want as you like uh, but you're delivering unique projects unique buildings unique machines etc and that's why you need to have a very strong project focus uh, to deliver project insight uh, to deliver project efficiency etc and that's where we're going to talk about later on this uh, in this op- in this podcast if you have a question on uh, this topic or one of the other topics please reach out to me personally uh, podcast at primanet.com uh, please subscribe to the channels apple google spotify also proconpodcast.com you can uh, uh, subscribe to that uh, you will get an email um, you can tune into all the other uh, topics we have been discussing uh, for example uh, on OPC or on PM Web, which is another integral project management solution more on real estate management on asset management um, more than welcome to join us on this uh, channel um, again questions podcast at primanet.com if you have a really nice use case a really nice If you are the project manager of the coolest project in the world, please reach out. I'm more than happy to have you here in the studio, online, offline, whatever uh, is suitable for you. Um, Thanks for tuning in right now uh, and see you uh, next time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Procom Podcast. To listen and watch more episodes, you can subscribe and access the resources mentioned in this episode by visiting proconpodcast.com. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode, where we will continue to lead the project controls conversation. The Procom podcast and the associated resources is published under copyright to PrimaNed. All rights reserved, no reproduction of this content is permitted.